Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I did need it. What did you need? I needed Josh? a different song. Yeah. Because I've been driving everyone insane for the last 30 minutes, whistling the, uh, you know, Wabash Cannonball. Oh, that's right. Yes. We all had it in our head. I was, and I found myself rocking back and right. forth to Wabash Cannonball yeah, so. after last night. Congratulations, K State. How about that win? Who'd they beat? <laughs> West Virginia. West Virginia, baby. Yeah, yes. Had like a 20-some point lead. Oh, I yes. kind of didn't pay much Blew attention to it. a 25-point lead. Right. And uh, then won in overtime hey. to get Jerome Tang to 12-0 and all-time in overtime. That's pretty impressive. The guy's never lost in overtime, right? And, uh, you know, jump with the band and it was doing the uh, – so I was – yeah. Right. I just kept, I've just been whistling it. Since and, I got in, I apologize. And then proceeded to then to proceeded play. to rip the professors for having nighttime classes and nighttime <laughs> tests to prevent the students from showing up to the game, which I thought yes. was very, very yes. funny. Yes. Uh, but that was like a six o'clock start last night. That was kind of an earlier start last night for uh, for K State basketball because I think it was like six fifty eight. They were already going to halftime. I'm like, it's not even seven o'clock yet, and this game's going to halftime. So those are the great games. Yeah, those are, no, I, I'm, I'm with yes. you 100. Um, percent Or six o'clock tip. I, I wish there were noon tip offs. I was I was talking to a, a, a listener of ours by the name of uh, Sergeant King. You may remember him over the years, and he's working up at Park and Go right now. And and I got on the bus on Sunday night uh, with him, and he, he had the story for me that he's moving to the Philippines, Josh. And, right. and he's he's going to uh, to the Philippines to, to live with his wife because that's where she's from, and they're retired there. They're building a house 
you know, in the in the Philippines, and and he was That's telling fun. me this story. He's like, yeah, I, I think there's a way to Get watch the, the Chiefs and 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 whatnot. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if you watch like a like a three o'clock Chiefs game with a 14 hour time difference, that's like 3 a.m. plus another four. That's like a 7 a.m. start. I'm like, that's actually really good. I'd love to have a 7 a.m. start all the time. Like the the game that we saw over in Europe that started at eight o'clock over here in the morning, 8:30 in the morning. I'll take those every single day of the week. Oh, I Give remember me noon games in the middle of the week. I'm good with that, <laughs> all man. I remember was joining you at 8 a.m. and I had a beer in my hand. Yeah. So the timing was great. Yeah. So 8 a.m. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So you, you know you you get that opportunity. So 14 hours ahead. And then I was thinking about another guy, Marco, who lives in Venice, Italy, and watches the Chiefs. And and he said to me, he goes, "Yeah, the games are on at like 1 a.m." I'm like, "That's a little terrible, right there." That you're watching the games, you know, at like one o'clock yeah, in the that'd morning. Be tough. That'd be tough because they have a seven hour time difference. But he makes sure that he gets the opportunity to see those games as well. And so people all over the world are tuning in to er- watch the Chiefs, the early one. Because we did that one time, um, trying to think, Chiefs, this was a long, long time ago. We were in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs played Thanksgiving, I want to say. Okay. And we were there for the Maui Invitational. Right. My wife and I were there, and we got up at, like, yeah, and, wa- and like, watched, you know, one eye open and watched the Chiefs play okay. early in the morning. And I'm like... This wouldn't be this wouldn't be terrible. Not terrible. No, it's not a terrible thing at all. To or have to think about like games. West Coast starts for like a noon game, right? Well, you're you're not. It feels like it, you'd still have some day yeah, remaining. You got the day because a West Coast noon game, the game's over by one o'clock in the afternoon. You still get to the beach. Yeah, you know, you still get to do your thing out right. there on the West and then Coast. Nobody cares. That's why I I think this is why nobody cares about those teams out there because they play West Coast starts right, and everybody's. Watch the ten o'clock, ten a.m. game, mm-hmm. and then go to the beach. They go to the beach, right? Or right. go enjoy the outdoors, mm-hmm. and that would explain why nobody—they don't have great fan bases for football, right? No, that, I, did we just solve that right I, there? I think we did. I think we just that got to just, the bottom of it. It's too right? nice, and so. It's already done. But we said that going into before they moved teams back out to Los Angeles. Like people had other things that they found to do in the 25 years that football was gone from Southern California. They went on and they did other things and, you know, kind of got accustomed to, you know, maybe they'll see a game. Maybe they won't. I was I was looking at something that Carrington tweeted. I don't know. Over the weekend, maybe it was about time zones and watching games in, in, in different time zones. And he was saying like the central time zone or the mountain time zone are the two best time zones for sports, he goes, you can have the East Coast and you can have the West Coast. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no, actually, the West Coast is the best time zone in which to watch sports. I think if you talk to anybody that lives on the West Coast that has lived somewhere else, and most people on the West Coast usually have lived somewhere else, they've matriculated their tales to California. So the people right? that move from New York, talk to them about what it's like living in L.A. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> they, they love it. They, they love it. I, like, I've had friends that lived in L.A. and lived in Las Vegas and lived in the Pacific time zone. And everyone will tell you that 10 a.m. start time for the NFL is a beautiful thing right it is a beautiful thing you get up on Sunday morning you watch the early game you watch the late game and by the time the late game finishes around six o'clock here in the Midwest it's only four o'clock there you're getting ready for dinner you're doing your thing and you know the 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 evening game starts at five it's over by eight you're not staying up till midnight like East Coast is by far the worst time zone you know to watch professional sports in and I think the West Coast is the best time zone because everything happens earlier now I'm also speaking from an individual that wakes up around four o'clock every single morning so the earlier the better for me but I still think having the opportunity to have your day and do things later in the day is is the best. And I, I think right now the Central and the Eastern time zone gets penalized the most from these late night games. We have to stay up until all hours of the evening. So anytime there's a long story short, Josh, anytime there's a 6 a or 6 p.m. start, 
I'm all in on that. Mm. I feel like they owe it to us. And people are like, I can't get home. The game's too early. I'm like, well, what do I care? Or like my daughter will have like 5 p.m. soccer games on a Friday. And my and everybody's like, I can't make that. I'm like, that's a perfect time for me. Finally, you're catering to my schedule. Yeah. I've had to cater to everybody else's <laughs> for 15 years. Yeah, the I get, I get the, wow, you're able to get to these 3 o'clock you know, after school, yeah. like, I am. Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. at every one of those. Like, those yeah. are perfect. Well, you're always, yeah, I'm here. It's like a, it just happens to be very, very convenient. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, I appreciate right. some of those, but I understand it's difficult for others. Yeah. From the eight one six, I have I've been in Belgium for the last two Super Bowls. A one thirty a.m. kick on a Monday after a long flight landing on Sunday makes for a hectic day at the office that Monday. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah. Now that's a little bit different, right but, there. Going to but, Europe and watching that one thirty game. Two titles. Yeah, two championships, and 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 I, I'm guessing that's Detroit, Derek, because he's over there a lot. Um, but you get waffles too in Belgium, right? They got Belgium waffles over there and, that are fantastic. And they love their fries, and they do palm frites. They call them in Belgium. They're um, the French aren't the ones that like the fries. No, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's the Belgium. Like every place we went in Amsterdam last year had like French fry stands, and they were the lines. Josh were so long. I'm like, I'm not waiting in line. They're still fries. Yeah, it's French fries. All right, so. As I've digressed here. Yeah. The Chiefs are ready to unveil their plans. Yeah, to better late than never, Alrighty. I guess. I mean, we're, we're a month away from this vote that's coming up on April 2nd, and the Chiefs are going to have their press conference finally tomorrow uh, to tell everybody what this thing is, is going to be about. Going Club to... Raytown, are they opening? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're calling it. <laughs> Chiefs to share the vision for a reimagined Arrowhead Stadium would be the headline we received from the Chiefs. Okay. So. I, I'd like to know what that really a means. A reimagined Arrowhead. Because I'm quite honestly, I'm 100% sold on what the Royals want to do with their new stadium. I'm not quite sold on what the Chiefs want to do uh, with their venue yet. And again, we haven't heard everything that the Chiefs want to do, but we have heard that there's not going to be a roof or at least a temporary roof or a, uh, a not a temporary roof, but like a rolling roof, you know, that's put on top of Arrowhead Stadium. I don't know how interested I am in, in, in building like Club Raytown out there where the, where the baseball stadium is. I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the best use of taxpayer what dollars like inflatables right? and stuff. Well, if there's inflatables and that, then that's something we have to consider. Obviously, Josh face painting for the kids and all of that. I, I just don't know if, if building like that out there where they've had 60 years to develop that area, nothing has popped is necessarily the best use of taxpayer money. I really would like the chiefs to take that money that they're going to use and build, you know, the, the entertainment venue out there at Arrowhead and use that towards a roof. Because what I think needs to happen is if the taxpayers are going to invest money into the chiefs, they need to find a way to generate and, and bring that money back to the taxpayers. And to me, by bringing money back into the community, it's about building your stadium up to host as many events as possible, whether they be indoor events or outdoor events, right? Right? I would love to see them put a dome on Arrowhead. And again, we're not going to get into keeping the dome open for the games and all of that kind of nonsense. That can be worked out so, so, so simply. So simply, I'm cool right? With that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. I'm worried about having the ability, if you're going to invest this money and Jackson County is going to invest this money, what is going to be the return on investment? The Royals are building a brand new stadium. They're, t- they're putting the roof on you know, 670. They're creating a park. They're creating life downtown. They're doing great things. They, they're building a new ballpark 
Park, and it's awesome. The Chiefs, I'm looking at, I'm going, what, what are we really doing to Arrowhead that's going to be great for the community, that's going to benefit the community? And to me, the only thing that I think could truly benefit the community from a Chiefs perspective is putting a retractable roof on Arrowhead and making it a viable location to have the Super Bowl, to have bowl games, to have the Big 12 or the SEC championship game, and to have the ability to have the Final Four and to have those big interior events that are bypassing Kansas City. I mean, Kathy Nelson and her crew have worked so hard to bring events here to Kansas Monster City. Monster Jam! Yeah, right. We get oh. Monster Jam in the spring and summer, but what if you want to have it in the... In, in Winter Monster Jam! Yeah, what if you want to have it in February or, you know, March? February Monster Jam! I like the way you're doing that. Um, so that that's Hurts the voice, It though. does, though, man. You gotta get down there. So um, That's the, why those guys smoke. Oh, of course. No question. Through the hole in their neck, right? So so I just think, in my opinion, like putting that roof and having the ability to have those interior have events is one of those things that they need to do. So that that's where I stand on the Chiefs. I'm not necessarily sold on building an entertainment district in a place that's had 60 years to develop, and we've got nothing but a Taco Bell. Now, the, the strange thing about this is their part's going to sail. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, which doesn't matter. That means the Royals part sails, too. But the Royals, maybe, I think, maybe, well, but I'm it's saying, one vote. I, well, I know it is, but I'm just saying, like, they don't really have to offer you anything. Like, there's not going to be opposition, right, to the Chiefs. But there's opposition for whatever reason to the Royals building you know a mean? brand new stadium, so, and doing like, great be, things. And people are like, okay, yeah, build the, yeah, build, build the David. It feels Busters. like they're in a spot right now where it's like, yeah, we're just going to like trade out some wiring. Like, okay, cool, sign me up. Right. Um, rather, <laughs> rather than something that would, I mean, I, I also don't understand. When the when the Royals made their thing, they talked about the concrete. Mm-hmm. Did they not use the same concrete across the street? Well, they did. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, one side claims the concrete's bad. Right. Exactly. And it's and it's not getting any better. Correct. And today's building standards are different, which is true. Sixty years old. And the other side just wants to. Paint over the concrete or something. I yeah, mean, you put, know, like, what I mean? Like, like put some flex seal over the top of it, right? It's 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 kind of crazy. I I thought the Chiefs would have something more ambitious, but it doesn't sound like they're going to. It doesn't, and yeah. they're only looking at a twenty five year lease. The Royals are looking at a forty year lease as well. But you know, the moral of the story is this is going to be as we talked about yesterday on the show and, and, and broke the news to you. There are other jurisdictions out there that are ready to offer big-time money better than what Jackson County is currently offering to bring the Royals and Chiefs to their jurisdictions, whether that be inside the Kansas City metro area or outside the Kansas City metro area. I don't believe there's really many on the outside of the Kansas City metro area, but hey, you never know. Team uh, Cities are going to come calling when they see stadium votes that are taking place in cities, right? It's just natural for that to happen. But I'm, I'm told, and we, we reported it yesterday, that if this vote does fail in Jackson County, there will be other jurisdictions that are ready to go with better public financing and more public financing than what Jackson County is going to offer. So it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what the uh, what the Chiefs present tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be something that will uh, bring uh, you know the entertainment complex out to that part of uh, of the city. And I don't know exactly what they're going to do w- with Arrowhead, but but for me, where my money is, I just wish they would consider putting a dome on there so we can truly bring some great events to Kansas City. But I 
I want this ballpark downtown bad, man. Like, I love the renderings. I look at it a lot. I think about what it, what it can do for our city and how it can really just bring everything together. And I think the perfect spot for the stadium is downtown when it comes to the Royals. And if the Chiefs want to stay out in, in, in uh, you know, the sports complex and do their thing out there for another 25 years, that brings that stadium to 85 years old. I mean, at that point in time, then it really will be time to probably tear down and build something new in the next 25 years. One chief is very confident, like absurdly confident. We'll tell you who next. Hey, this is Willie Gay Jr. Wake up with Fesco in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Super Bowl, but the difference is it's just two guys playing that they did in the studio. Usually send they verses back to me and they be terrible, just like a two-year-old. I love a dinner with some fine women when they start debating about who the gold. I'm like, go ahead, say it then. Who the goat? Who the goat? Who the goat? Who the goat? Who you really rooting for? Like a I have kid a very disturbing story we're gonna get to at 6 30. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. A disturbing story. Disturbing story. How this disturbing is, is it? Very disturbing. Very disturbing. Yeah, it sounds it, it wow. This is a bad idea. All so right. we'll get to that coming up at uh, at 6 30. All right. Um but first we need to discuss Do I even know what the disturbing yeah, story I don't, is? I don't think so. Okay, so this is gonna be one that surprises so. us all. Yeah, all right, yeah. good. I just like a it. Terrible, yeah. just a terrible idea. Okay. Someone ate the egg salad sandwich. Yeah. I'm gonna No one's had that terrible no, idea. I'd still nah. there. Um I'd like a good egg salad though. Yes, not one that's not one that's got pre-made a date and says make there. sure you eat yeah. by and it's uh, long six gone. weeks old, yeah. Um what's the deal? With Charles Amenahu. I don't know, man. If somebody can explain this guy to me. Had a really solid season for the Chiefs. Right, but right? missed like half the year. Missed the first part of the season. <laughs> then was injured in the tail part of the season. Right, yes. And now has an ACL. Correct. And he's out for a year. I mean, an ACL injury is usually you're out for an entire year. Maybe he comes back, back in back, but December, not fully right. healthy, but he'll, he'll 
you know, not be 100% to start the year. Correct. Everybody okay. you talk to about these ACL injuries always says two years till you're really feeling like you're normal again. Like you're better blowing an Achilles right now. You really are. Yeah. It seems. It seems. If you that see way, Aaron yeah. Ryan and now Kirk Cousins, by right. the way. Kirk Cousins looked great yesterday. Did you see that dude I mean, moving around three months? Throwing on a tennis court. Look great. Um, Which, why was he throwing on a tennis I don't know. court? I don't is, know. That the, is that the Vikings indoor facility that doubles as a tennis court? It's in really the cold up there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, apparently you move around great. But at ACL, uh, we'll see. I mean, from Jamal Charles to Juan Thornhill to like all these guys who blow out their ACL, they will tell you to a man. It's okay after a year, but you really don't trust it till after two years to really get back to where you were pre-ACL injury. Every guy says that. So you look at a guy like Charles Amenahu and and with the you know the healing processes that they have today, he could be back, I'm sure, you know, November, December. I don't know. But even still, he's not gonna be here, I don't believe anyway, for the start of this season. And so Charles Amenahu needs to get healthy before he goes out there and keeps telling people he wants more money. Like, this is as perplexing as it gets to me. So he had seven sacks, really, really solid. Great. It was a great part of the season. You know, right behind yeah. uh, Jones and Karloftis, right? Seven sacks. And he's coming back. next. He signed a two-year, $18 million deal. Right. To uh, make a return to the NFL. Correct, right. right. They gave him a chance. Right. But a nice, lucrative chance. Absolutely. He's getting paid a bunch of money next year and, again, might not pay. Mm-hmm. Might, might not play. Uh, but he's been talking about, you know, respect and earning it and what have you. He joined Good Morning Football yesterday and, again, was discussing, like, earning enough to warrant a new contract. I think I did, to be honest. Um, like you said, seven sacks in 11 games and then – the sack in the in the championship game to kind of spark off the the the, the wave of defensive plays, um, finish second on the team in sacks, and then have the first six games to 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 catch up with George and Chris. So I think I did. I think that the tape speaks for itself. I think I showed um, dominant run play as far as and then as long as uh, with the pass rush inside and outside and just winning one on ones, uh, creating turnovers. Um, being the spark and like the energy plays that uh, they wanted me to uh, to be when I got there, um, I wish I could have another full, a full season this year to kind of do the same. But I think um, I showed every everybody in the organization, everybody in the league that uh, I should be talked about in the maybe not in the in the in the Boston kind of conversation, but those guys right after guys that you when you go and do your game plan, you got you got to look for ninety out there on the field, and because if you don't, I'll get your quarterback one way or another. <laughs> I appreciate the confidence. I, I do, do too, but you're not playing. Like <laughs> It's just weird. Do you think you've done enough? Or, yeah, I think I've done enough during a contract, and I then I just want the respect to you. Sir, you didn't play at the beginning or end of the season. Right. You, you played in the you middle. Play, you know. Until you play a full season and then do it multiple times, you won't get said respect. I played 11 or games this contracts. year. But you I saw have a it. contract you, next year. I'm not going to play. I need more money. Excuse you, me? You, you, or or respect. Yeah. Like, you gave a nice 11-game sample size this year, but when someone looks at your 
reference page or whatever. They're like, oh, well, he didn't start or end the year. Right. He had a nice little middle. It's like a, like, you that, did your, like the sandwich compliment you, or whatever they call that. You did your know? job very nicely in the times in which you played. Yeah. Put together a full body of work and you could talk to anybody. I mean, they say the best ability is availability. And so far, Charles Amena, who hasn't had much very, ability, very have availability, right? It's just, it's weird. Like, I, I hate to continue to say, like, 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 read the room, man, but like, Read the room. <laughs> you missed six games at the beginning of the year. Had a nice eleven game stretch there. Then the you know the postseason game, and then you missed the end of the season with an ACL injury that could cost you most of next season as well. Like the last thing on your mind should be trying to renegotiate a contract. <laughs> Just go out there and prove it. You know, I missed all of last year, but I need more money. Excuse me. Like, I think what, I've earned what? this thing. What? I think I've earned this thing. Who is this again? This is Charles Amenu. Hey, who? Hate to break it to you. You're going to have to show you're healthy next year. Yeah. Because this is a cold, cold business. It is the NFL. Just and because the salary cap went up $100 million doesn't mean they're giving it to you. Say you come back at midseason and have a nice run. Someone's going to pay you. Someone will. Do that. Yeah. Just, focus on that. Just keep your head down. Focus on getting that knee strong. Focus yeah. on getting back. Yeah. But, but he's probably also thinking to himself, Josh, like, I'm probably not going to play a lot next year, so I'm going to be a free agent. Nobody's going to want to really pay me because well, I'm coming off that injury. You're going to have to prove it again, and probably. Not, but that's that's the life of, an, of, of a professional athlete. You're constantly in prove-it mode, especially in the NFL, where they flip over rosters unless, as quickly as they do. Unless he's trying to insert himself in the name of Joey Bosa because Bosa seemed to do it. Yeah, Bosa did it, right? They don't, yeah. they don't seem to play True. the whole time either. Yeah. So... Maybe that's where he's going towards. Maybe. I'd like to be considered a Bosa. I'd like to be considered a Bosa. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'll give you the Bosa. Uh, again, appreciate the confidence. I do too. But it seems I mean, just a little. Just like, got to read the room a yeah, little bit, man. Slow like, down. A I'm bit. not giving that guy a contract. Like, like on my list of priorities of, of a 53 man roster, Charles Men, who's like no. 70. You know, yeah, it's like it's uh, not. She got a year and you're hurt, pal. We'll talk. Yeah, well, not today. We'll go ahead and wait this one out. And don't call me either. We'll get in touch with you when we're ready. It, it seems to me the Royals are so good. That we can cut our team in half and play two games. Okay, why are we doing That's that? That's what today? it says. We got a here split today. squatter today. Uh, two hundred five against the Rockies on Royals.com. Right, and then half the team at the Padres. Okay. So I guess the Royals are that good. I guess. I don't know. That's I, how I'm that's how I'm understanding this. I, you know, I, I was telling you when I was out at, at spring training last weekend visiting with the White Sox, I, I was talking to someone that used to be in the Red Sox organization. They're not they're not co teams. Like the Red Sox and White Sox are not affiliated. Oh, that's not it's their two split different squad. Organizations. Oh, when they split this up yeah, white yeah, and red. I, I thought that's the way they did oh, that. Oh. Like half the squad went to Boston and half went to Chicago they after were that the season. Good too. That's not the case at all. They're they're two separate organizations. And so somebody that I was talking to out at, at, at spring training that used to work for the Red Sox organization and gave me some interesting info. We were kind of just talking about these spring games. And he goes, look, when I was with Boston, we had this study that was done that the better you did in the preseason and the better you did in spring training kind of meant the worst that you did in the regular season. I'm thinking to myself, why? And he goes, well, for lack of a better term. You shot your shot already? Well, for lack of a better (laughs) term, like if you're winning games in the spring, you're probably playing a lot of your good players, right? And spring training is basically to get a look-see at the guys wearing, you know, 65 and above, right? You want to see what those guys can do. And if your guys that are wearing, you know, 65 and below are going out there and dominating guys that are wearing 65 and above, well, that's not really a good test of what you're doing. It's like the father throwing batting practice and striking out his eight-year-old son, right? Like, it just doesn't kind of work that way. So he said to me, he goes, don't don't even pay attention to, to records, you know, that are in the spring. Pay attention to the guys that are going 
going to be part of the organization moving forward? And what did they do in those spring training games? Are they going out there and dominating? Are they going out there and playing good baseball? Because the, the record thing is the most misleading thing that we look at. And and I was talking to somebody else. He goes, yeah, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. We're 4-0 every year in, spring, in preseason. And I'm like, well, this year you guys were pretty good. He goes, yeah, for the first time ever, right? Like you win those preseason games. You win those spring training games. It has nothing to do with what you're going to do in the regular season. How did your regulars do against their regulars? Like what was the score of the game at the end of the third inning when everybody went to the golf course? Then why do we need 30? And can't we get our starting pitchers ready? I know, but, in, but that's in a baseball. shorter amount of time. That's baseball for you, right there. I can't. Josh. I mean, I mean I, I'm sure I, someone will tell me because that it's money. These 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 places. I, I'm going to tell you, most of these places now in the spring have great crowds, and they're charging regular that's, season ticket that's what prices. I mean. Someone will convince me that they're making money off of this. Right. is the reason why, and they are right. And these complexes that have been built, these cities have invested. Like it, it's like. Overland Park investing in a complex, Lenexa investing in a complex, DeSoto investing in a complex, Liberty investing in a complex, Raytown investing in a complex, Gladstone so investing they, in a they complex. they owe it to them so it's not going away? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bowl system? It, kind of, but I mean, these complexes are beautiful and gorgeous. I understand. And people are going. Do we need so, 30 preseason games? I don't think we need 162 regular season that games. That too, you know? <laughs> but do we need 30 more preseason games? It just feels like we're playing too much baseball. It does. It, it does. There's there's seemingly a lot of quote-unquote wasted baseball. The scouts Plus and people the going to hold up and the pants are, are shriveling right before our eyes yeah i mean they're they're asking to fall out of their pants literally yeah and other stuff yeah so we probably should play less games anyway right but it's all about a money maker i mean you, you hit it right there this is a money maker for the city of mesa for the city of surprise for the city of glendale these places that have built these complexes they got to make their money back man these senior citizens ain't eating hot dogs every day so and we're we're getting number 79 playing today. Yeah, okay. for, for the most right. part. Yeah, so don't don't look at wins and losses. Look at what the regulars did. How are the regulars doing? The guys that are going to play the first three innings are the guys who are going to be part of your team moving forward. How did they do? And so spring training baseball has already started. Five strikeouts force. for Cole Reagans. I'm, I, I'm in. You're in on that, right? But who did he strike out? Did he strike out 69 and above? No, he, he, did he no, strike he, out some good was players. Trout and Rendon. And, good. Oh, Rendon doesn't care. But, yeah, um, Rendon doesn't care. He's like, That's a bad example, Josh. He ain't trying. <laughs> free agency is a horse race and a terrible business idea we'll get to next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back in on a Tuesday. 
Tuesday. Along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler. Beta, Brian Williams back in producing today. This is a terrible business idea. You know how I love the good business idea. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've pushed many of them just looking for backing. Right. Like Canabets. I still have this sticker on my, my water bottle for the for the Canabets. Bring in the smoke to sports gambling, right? Yeah, we, yeah. We, we still need the money for that, though. Still need the money for that. Right. Still the vote- location that's not available, but that location still is my location. Yep. Um, so anyway, we got to get the backing for Canabets. So all for a good idea. But I heard there may be some, like, decriminalization or something of weed in Kansas, which would essentially make it legal. So Canabets may be outdated here before you know. Well... No, because then we hire a lobby to fight that. Oh, is that what we want <laughs> to, to do? Keep, yeah, to keep it, to keep, keep, keep it, it illegal. Keep it status quo. <laughs> Let's keep it status quo. Now we'll put a putt putt course in. Yeah, because um, you know Missouri ain't legalizing gambling yeah. anytime soon. Here's a terrible idea from Wendy's. 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 The hamburger chain. I know. I know. What are they going to go with a round patty now? Surge pricing. W- what? You know, like we've kind of that. Like we've kind of had this for Uber, right? When it's really busy, we're going to jack your prices. Oh, you got That's a terrible idea. They're going to surge price burgers. And who's going to determine that? Some 16-year-old kid going, welcome to Wendy's. So when it's busier, they've opened the door to then changing the prices. Who the hell decides whether or not it's busy? I suppose Dave. He's dead. Wendy. Is she still involved? In this case, it might be Kirk. Wendy CEO Kirk Tanner announcing the new Talk system. To you later. Never heard of him. I've never heard of him. Either. No, this is a bad idea. Burgers could cost more during the lunch or dinner rush. Well, that's when people go. Yep. Going to help them with profits. Yeah, I would you, imagine. You think raising your prices when people want to eat? That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Dynamic, that's going to get blowback. Dynamic pricing. Can, can allow Wendy's to be competitive and flexible with pricing, motivate customers to visit, and provide them with the food they love at a great value. No, it's not. According to Wendy's spokesperson. So what, are you going to show up at 3 in the afternoon, buy your dinner, and then have soggy fries? Like, this idea sucks. That they've already had, you know, you, you already have this to a certain extent, different prices at different locations. Well, of course. Okay, I mean, based a little on bit. where you live, like but the West all, Coast is always right. more expensive. It's always yeah. in a window, but they're literally... Going to surge pricing like they do for Uber. Guess what? what I'm not going to be going. I mean, that's a pretty simple. If you I'm, gotta roll, so you got to roll in and go, I'd really like a, a double. Right. What's the cost right now? What can I what can, what can I get it for this hour? Right. Right now. Okay. But what about 15 minutes? Right. Is it going to be expensive then? And what if you go like during the, the five o'clock hour, but there's nobody there? Is it still surge pricing? I don't know. I think that's a terrible what idea. What an awful idea, right? I mean, really a bad idea. Like, this is one of the worst ideas I think yeah. I've ever heard. Hey, come to Wendy's for lunch or dinner, where we charge you more than if you eat at three. Correct. We're encouraging you to eat during your off hours. Right. We're, inc- we're changing <laughs> not the when time you're of meals. We're not, we're not oh, catering to you when you're hungry. Here's in charge of this, Evergy? Here, here, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> this here, blows. Here, here at Wendy's, we've changed the menu. You're going to have breakfast the night before, lunch at 10 a.m., yep. and dinner at 3. Yep. Welcome to the retirement community. Yep, yep. So uh, what, are you going to have an app so you can check the pricing and oh, like, roll man, in? Bad idea, man. Oh, looks like, looks like this is time to get some nuggets. Yeah. Better roll in. That's a really, that's a really terrible idea. idea. That's terrible for your for your clientele, right? I mean, that's terrible for your fans, if you will, to do something like that. I understand like dynamic pricing at sporting events. You know, if people want to go to a game and it's a very popular game, I understand. You know, the dynamic pricing there. But I mean, to to tell people, hey, 
we want you to come eat at our place for lunch or dinner, but we're going to charge you more. Well, I'm not going there for lunch or dinner. Correct. We could be subject to charge more. You don't yeah, know. Yeah. You're going to roll the dice. It's, 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 it's just a roll of the dice. Now, How much do you want? <laughs> I don't know what the fast food menu prices are as it is, Josh. Like, I, I don't know. But I, I know that they're doing something like that. Now that seed is planted in my head, Wendy's is charging more. And that's a bad seed to plant in people's head. I imagine rolling up do, there and that, that menu, the, the price just rolls as you're sitting there. Right. Like, whoa, wait a minute here. It's like going to a <laughs> breakfast place and they say, or a, a place where they go, no breakfast after 1030, right? Like, you know, w- what's going on in the back? Because I've, I've gotten into, you know, They quarrels. change it all over. You know, what? there's it's no breakfast changed. after 1030. You, you don't have the eggs back there? Like, what, what do you mean? Well, we changed the, the stove over. Okay, fine. <laughs> but, the, like, this is something you do and don't tell anybody about. I don't know why people feel they need to announce things like this. Just do it and see if anybody notices. Because now you've announced it and you're, 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 it's going to cause a kerfuffle. Yeah, yeah. I'm only going there at 2. Or I'm not going at all. Or at all. Or, yeah, or yeah, at yeah. all. Because yeah. what if I go at 2 o'clock and everybody else has that same idea because they don't want to get hit with surge pricing, but the line's long and now well, it's only surge, surge pricing at 2 o'clock. That's a surge. I see a surge. I mean, this is, this is you know, this is playing with fire, I think, if you're Wendy's. This is, this is going to get a lot of blowback today. You know this is going to get a lot of blowback today from people. Yes, that was in the New York Post. You can read all about it. Yeah. Six cars in the drive-thru. We're in a surge, surge yeah. baby. Surge! Hit the button. The lights flash. Is is there going to be like a big like S that pops up so everybody knows before you get there? Terrible idea. Awful idea. Uh, All right. This comes from Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills head coach. Why is he so confident? He tells the athletic he believes that the Bills will win a Super Bowl very soon. Oh, God. These people stop talking. It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. End quote. Did Patrick Mahomes retire? Based on what? You had everything in your favor last year to get that done, did right? you not? You had the home game. You had the opportunity. You had a lead. And why would you tell your team? It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Well, I don't know. But then you see the picture of Sean McDermott. He looks like he's ready to fight somebody. Well, uh, you never know. Right. <laughs> Fighting people. Isn't that a terrible approach? It's an awful approach. It's a bad approach, especially when you've had every put opportunity. In the work, right? Maybe we'll get the chance to do this. We have to we have to earn it. Yeah. Not a, well, it's gonna happen. Just don't know when. Yeah, it's not it's not a matter of Based it's a matter of what? when. Like it's, you gotta earn it. The Bills have never won a championship, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, I mean, every time I look around, they, they're talking about four Super Bowls that they lost in the nineties and then losing three years in a row to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So to me, until you do it, until you win it, until you're part of something that is successful, you're not going to have an opportunity, in my opinion, to, to sit out there and say, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And so you've got this guy up in Buffalo talking about winning a championship, and then you've got Russell Wilson saying he wants to win multiple championships. How about you figure out how to win a playoff we got to beat first, the Chiefs because right? the Chiefs are the champs. Until we beat the Chiefs, it ain't nothing's happening. And that's what you say. I mean, you, you just tip your cap and say, they're our daddy. I mean, you pull a Pedro Martinez and you legitimately say, the Chiefs are our daddy. And until we find a way to be Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, either at home, on the road, neutral site, it doesn't matter where, we're not going to the Super Bowl and we're not winning a championship. We've got to take care of the things that come first. And that's finding a way to beat the Chiefs. Now, if Patrick Mahomes retires and Sean McDermott is still there in 15 years coaching the Buffalo Bills, then you've got an opportunity to win a championship. Not before. Yeah. Silly. Okay. Knock it off. It's ridiculous. Knock it off. It's nuts. You're all ifs. Yeah. Until you do it. Until you go You're out there and do it. all ifs. Right. 
All right, we still need to get to uh, the the free agent horse race. Sorry, I sidetracked you with the Wendy's no, surge pricing. No, I mean, the Wendy's surge off. pricing just takes it to a new level, Josh. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll get to a little uh, little horse race next. Festo in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson joins the show every Monday at 7.30, 610 Sports Radio. So I did Monster Jam. Can you do? Can you do a horse race? Can you do that? And down the stretch they come. IP Freely is in the lead. IP Freely, hoof hearted. Yeah, around the turn. I can't do the horse race. That's a tough one to do. Those guys who do the horse race are really good, yeah, man. That's one of the toughest things to do to know what the names of those horses. Do they interview them beforehand to find out like what they're good at? Yeah. Can yeah. you hit the curveball horse? Yeah. yeah. They go and check the stall. Yeah. See who peed who, last. Who pooped? Yep. And uh, and you go from there. Number seven took a dump. That's who I'm betting on. So if we were horse racing mm-hmm. in free agency, right? Where would we land? Well, I, I saw this article about the perfect trade the Chiefs must complete in the 2024 <laughs> offseason. Gotta have it done. This would be a win for the Kansas City Chiefs if they went out there and executed this trade. In the off season, and and this is where the you know, the funny season starts because everybody has an opinion on this. And the perfect trade that they must execute this off season, Josh, is to go out and get Brandon Ayuk. And we've talked about Brandon Ayuk on the show. I like Brandon Ayuk. I think absolutely, as we said last week, this would be a guy that I would decide to go out there and you know, maybe make a trade for. He's got a year left on his contract. He's a younger guy. He's obviously a very good receiver, eleven hundred yards last year. So that is absolutely somebody I would consider signing. But I don't know if that's a must move this offseason, right? I don't know if that's the number one move that the Chiefs need to do and go out there and trade for Brandon Ayuk. It'd be a nice move, but I don't know that it is a must trade for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I thought about, like, if, if the wide receiver position was a horse race and you had the opportunity to win, place, and show, who would be your win, who would be your place, and who would be your show in, in the horse race, because for me, a win this offseason from the wide receiver position only is going out and getting Mike Evans. To me, the more I watch Mike Evans, the more I think about Mike Evans, the more we hear stories about Mike Evans, the more I want Mike Evans here in Kansas City. And I was watching some videos on him last night and, you know, him and Baker Mayfield maybe want to stay in Tampa and do their thing. But if the offer is right, right, Mike Evans could leave. Do you want to stay in Tampa and play with Baker Mayfield or do you want to come to Kansas City and play with Patrick Mahomes? I would prefer to play with Patrick. Mahomes. Yeah, right. So as as much as you may like Baker Mayfield, you have the opportunity for the last couple of years of your career to go to Kansas City, play with Patrick Mahomes, play with Andy Reid, play with Travis Kelsey. I would think that would be an option that Sorry, you would Parker. like to consider. Right, exactly. I'm going to Kansas City. I love you, but I'm I'm going to hit the bricks and I'm going to head to Kansas City for a couple of years. So that would be my win this offseason. My place, my secondary, you know, one would be Brandon Ayuk. I really do like him. And I think if you can make a trade for Brandon Ayuk and not have to give up the farm, if you will, to go out and get him, that is a definite guy that I think you can say, okay, we came in second. We got Brandon Ayuk. Mike Evans stayed in Tampa because he wanted to play with Parker. 
But we went and got Brandon Ayuk. And then for me, the show, the third place would be a first round draft pick if you're not going to add somebody in free agency with that wide receiver position. Because I think what there's like seven or eight first round quality wide receivers that are out there this year. So the win for me would be Mike Evans. The second place finish would be a Brandon Ayuk. And then my third place would be just going out and getting a first round wide receiver. That's kind of how I see this whole thing falling right now. Because T. Higgins is now off the board yeah, for yeah, all of us. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's tough. Who farted? Who farted in the winner's circle? I think I think the win would be Mike Evans right now. Yeah. I think uh, I'm enamored. I've liked him coming out of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he's he hasn't lost a step. That's, That's the thing. You the know? thing that I'd heard around Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. That it was, well, they weren't afraid of his age. Right. He can still play. He can still play. Okay. All right, cool. He can still play. Uh, so that'd be my win. I'm enamored. He's different. Yeah. Like, he's different than what they do. Mm-hmm. You see him making catches that others don't. We've never had right a now. guy like Mike Evans before, right? My place would be uh, a draft pick, not at 32, though. Okay. Like, if you had your guy and you got aggressive and you went up in the 20s. Okay. All right. So, moving up. Yeah. All right. I like, like that. We've targeted our guy. We're going to go get him. Right. We're going to move a little bit and go get him. And then my show would probably be. Michael Pittman or any uh, Calvin Ridley right. or, or anything below. Anything below that, yeah. That like like Hollywood Brown. Yeah. I'm not in on that. You That's know, like, like a seventh place like, finish. Like to those me. types of things, like eh, I'd just rather take my chances with going younger here than even like Gabe Davis. Like eh. Yeah, not very like, right. Eh, you're gonna kind of overpay for a guy that's gonna give you eight hundred yards and five touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you can kind of get those all the. T- I'd rather take. I'd rather take my chances on upside. Yes, uh, rather than than go in that direction. Like Gabe Davis could be an also. We added Gabe Davis to the equation, yeah. right? Yeah, not like my we, headline. We, we signed Mike Evans, and also we added Gabe Davis into the mix as well. Oh, you'd sure. be great with yeah. that. Or we signed Michael Pittman, and we added Gabe Davis in as well. Just I those. I, I want a headliner or go young. Yeah. That's Michael Pittman Jr. seems to be the guy that a lot of fans like, too. I see it coming in on the text line. I've seen it on social media. Fans like Michael Pittman Jr. a lot. We were going through that 2020 draft when they drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If I'm not mistaken, the pick following or right following Clyde Edwards-Alaire was like Michael Pittman Jr. Like he he was a close, uh, you know, he was a top of the, the, the order second round pick. Uh, when he was, uh, you know, drafted back in 2020, the same draft that Clyde Edwards-Alaire was drafted in. So I know a lot of fans have been enamored with Michael Pittman Jr. And he obviously is younger, only being in the league four years and now. Two right? picks, yeah, 34. Two picks after him, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so obviously he's younger. He doesn't have that fifth-year option. Clearly, he's he is a free agent, and he only has four years in. And he's a really, really, really good wide receiver. But sometimes you just get you know set on something that you want, and you go out there and and you want it. Like when I was a kid, I always wanted a pair of Cavaricis and Oakley sunglasses, right? I saved my money. I went out and got them. It was the dumbest purchase I ever made. But anyway, um, I think Mike Evans is in kind of that category for me. Like that's the guy I really, really want. Go out there and get that guy. For some reason, I don't know why this spooks me. It shouldn't, but it does. It's like, well, he, well, he put up those numbers with a not so great quarterback. Yeah. We should be able to come here and really elevate to a bigger standard. And then you, you get here and they give you the same numbers. You're like, why? You're playing with Patrick. You know? Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm some reason I'm spooked by him. Right. I don't, don't know why. And, and you know, he is over that age of, you know, that that line of 30. But again, he hasn't lost. Means, yeah, yeah, he yeah. hasn't lost a step. And, and I'm talking about people, I'm talking you, about Pittman, though. OK, I'm talking about Pittman here where, well, yeah, he's playing in. Name me his quarterbacks. He's Gardner Minshew. Yeah. 
Oh, he's putting up the he's putting up a thousand yards and those. Well, he should come here and eat. Uh, for some reason, those scare me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm still burned by Richie James. Maybe could be. But fall. Richie I, James didn't do anything. I did fall. The I, did, I did fall for that one. He was good for the Giants. He was fine, you know. But, but you're like, well, he's but he's he, he was fine. Yeah, he's coming here now. He's going to be take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. And and then hasn't. I'm like, okay. Um, but I don't think Richie James and, and so Michael Pittman no, Jr. No, I'm not saying category. that. I'm saying some of the played with a crappy quarterback in another offense that put up numbers. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, are you concerned about Mike Evans then? Well, no, because okay. he played with Tom Brady. Yeah, he put up good numbers with Tom Brady, yeah, even, even with Gronk being there. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. The, see, that's the thing. Everybody you talk to, nobody is concerned about Michael yeah. or uh, Mike Evans being over the age of thirty, even though that usually is a big concern. And do you want four years for Pittman? I don't want four years for anybody. Correct. Really, you know? Right. Well, he's twenty six. <laughs> are you really think you're going to get him for anything, anything less than no, four or five? Of course you not. Know what I mean, yeah. I'm like, oh, Mike Evans could do you too, wouldn't he? Uh-huh. And that's where I am with Mike he Evans. Not, he might not either. That's where I am but with Chris Jones. Give you two, right? That's yeah. where I. That's where I'd be. So there's there's a portion of that too. So that'd be my. That'd probably be my uh, my show. Right. The the only thing with Brandon Ayuk that makes it difficult is you have to give something up to get him. Right. Like Mike Evans, you don't have to give up collateral. You just have to give up money. Correct. Well, sometimes that's tough too. Yeah, right. it is. Yeah. Tough too. Yeah. Um. Why are y'all mad at? Why are you all mad at college sports today? Well, I, I always am mad at college sports because I think it's a it's a broken thing and it's a scam. Um, and and the article yesterday that I was reading about uh, student athletes and and whatnot comes from the uh, website Brobile and uh, Brobible, and it says NCAA president says making student athletes employees will kill off ninety five percent of college sports. And I start to read this article and and we start to hear about how the NIL is going to kill. You know, college athletics, it's going to get rid of Division Two and Division Three sports because they simply can't afford to pay their student athletes. And this would be the NIL. This would be converting basically to employees. To employees, which is, right. Which is a different, which is indeed a different conversation. It, but it, it is, but. It might be I your mean, cost of doing business. It, exactly. And, and and here's what the head of the NCAA, Chuck, uh, Chuck Baker, Chuck Baker, Charlie Baker, told a group of reporters. You're talking about 95%. Is that bad that we don't no longer know that person? I know, right? I don't know who the president of the NCAA is. Yeah. Charles Baker? Charlie yeah. Baker? I don't know who the hell that is. You're talking about 95% of colleges that probably spend somewhere between 40 and $55 million on college sports, and they lose money. They don't have TV contracts, and nobody can look at their income statements or balance sheets and conclude there would be a way for them to make money. And I look at that, and I go, I, I, I totally disagree. It's real easy to <clears throat> excuse me, change college sports. It's a simple fix. Coaches don't need to be making seven figures, and people in the athletic department do not need to be making high six-figure salaries. It's pretty simple. If we're talking about college athletics and you want to continue to preach the student-athlete, then get the local gym teacher to be your head, head coach in all your sports and stop paying people that coach sports in your states as the highest state-paid employee. And well, then you can save money right there. I mean, think about the pork that is invested in these college athletic programs, what they pay coaches, what they pay assistant coaches, what they pay athletic directors, and what they pay all those hanger-ons at, at, at athletic departments. Do you, you really need 17 assistant ADs in charge of X? You don't. So if, if you want to sit there and go, well, there's no way we can save money. There's no way we can trim the fat. Oh, there's a big way you can trim the fat. You're the head basketball coach. You're making $150,000 a year. You're the athletic director. You're making $65,000 a year. And we got to rein in the salaries because there are way too many people in these athletic departments that are making way too much money that should not be making that money 
on the uh, on the behest of cutting sports and hurting the opportunity for student athletes. And that's where I fall into this category, right? Your kids are getting ready to go to college. Mine are getting ready to enter high school. You start to look at the opportunities that present themselves, and you're going to cut Division two and Division three sports or smaller Division one sports because you can't afford it, but yet you're still going to pay the athletic director $750,000 a year to walk around in a suit? Well, I would agree. Division two and Division three. I, I didn't realize we were talking about paying them. Well, no I, offense, yeah, right, right. Making them, making them, uh, employees. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Division One. That's right? what I was thinking. Right? right. Yeah. Well, we can't do something for Division One and not do it for Division Two and Division Three. No, well, you absolutely ab- can. Absolutely, you can. Absolutely, can. they're already they're already divided by numbers. Right. <laughs> they're already considered different tiers. Correct. So yeah, you're not worried about that. Here's the other thing. If you thing. want to go to a Division 1 university, you're an employee. Right. And they have to hire you. If you go to Division 2, maybe it's a different it's a different set of rules. It's a different set of rules and we've we've done that over the years and like yes. we pick and choose rules that we yes. want to do in college sports, right? Cuz don't give me the, the There's no way to have a playoff. Uh Division 2 has playoffs all the time. We, well, I mean that's We just deep. can't make this he, It's where he, his tears that that lose me because at the top end, I don't know. Find me another business that they're just cutting you a $50 million check every year. Right. I think I think you can make that work in your budget, yeah, can't you? Yeah, I think you can. I think if, you're, you if TV's can. cutting you or, you know, we see these conferences all the time patting themselves on the back right. for how much money they've distributed to their schools. Huh, seems like a nice chunk of change. Right. I think you can get by on that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, again, that, that, that. that's not coming to Division Two. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm... Sorry, not worried about Division Two. Yeah, but also we don't need to be having conferences that expand from the East Coast to the West Coast, and we're right. spending all this money on travel time. You Get want, on the bus. You want to? You want to? You want to cut some some costs? Regionalized conferences, right? Yeah. You want to? You want to ride the around. bus to the game? Play the game. Ride your bus home. You want to mess around with football and basketball playing in different parts of the country? Fine, money makers. Everybody else, you're playing regional conferences. Right. Sorry. We're not sending the volleyball team from Maryland nope. to UCLA. Nope. They're playing an East Coast. They're playing an East Coast conference. Right. West Coast baseball? Sorry, you're playing in a West Coast league. Probably right. like that anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, every other sport you're playing in a different conference. But we based all, on geographics. But the first thing we always saving look money at that is, way. is cutting sports and taking away opportunity from the student athlete. No, we're not. We're not. I'm not. I'm not even doing that. This plan. This plan is just play closer to home. No, but this is what Charlie Baker wants. Charlie to Baker's do, trying right? to tell you the division two and division threes. Yeah. Name yeah. me a division three athlete that's going. Man, I'm just. I just had the opportunity to play here a little bit in college. That's it. That's it. That's all I want to do, man. Just kind of kind of have some fun and and play a sport like I'm in high school. That's again, awesome. Right? It's great. Fantastic. Great. Those opportunities will still be there. Right. We're not making them employees. Right. It's a totally different system. It's it's a completely different system. Division one, you can make employees and do your thing. Division two and division three. Hey, these are the rules we've come up with. Division two and division three. It's more like the rec league as opposed to, you know, playing in, you know, the big leagues. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. And yes, at the division one schools, we can find plenty of Plenty of ways to cut the fat. Yeah, there's there's way too much money that's being invested in these coaches and athletic directors at Division One colleges. It's it's a waste of money. It really is. You're paying football coaches twelve million dollars a year, and you can you can cut on travel and you can cut all, all, all kinds that of stuff. kind of stuff. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you really need to take private jets everywhere you go? Fly commercial. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, you you want to cut? I can go through a college athletic budget today and cut out everything that's unnecessary out of that budget real fast. 50% pay cuts across the board for anybody in management.
<laughs> there you go. Well, that's what they, I mean. It's like any company. It's what they do. They always want to cut the employees, they, and the management makes all this money. No, not in college athletics anymore. No you, more. You, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a facilitator no to help college. We, you can't sit there and preach student no. athlete and doing no. things for the no, student no. athlete, and, and then talk your, about cutting sports and paying these athletic not directors. Well, not me. No, but, not you. But I'm talking. No, in I'm general. saying. No, I'm saying that they're speaking from a, almost like an arrogant standpoint. Like. We need to do this. This is well, not me. Yeah, but. right, right. Well, we're going to cut, you know, department head salaries. Well, we, we we can't cut management. We're management. I don't give a rat's ass. What exactly are you doing? Because I've never once paid a ticket price to go watch an athletic director, athletic direct. Well, you're missing out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.